Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode for the Pagan Creative Podcast, where we talk about creativity and the creative life from a pagan and nature-based perspective. We release one of these short episodes every month to complement the full-length episode, which this time was on the theme of surviving frost. And each time in these mini episodes, I draw a tarot card or a rune and I reflect upon it in relation to the themes that we have explored in the full length episode. So this month's full length episode was on the theme of surviving frost. And we talked about the challenges and the setbacks that our creativity might encounter and how the impact of frost often comes from inside us. We talked about the role of courage and responsiveness to help us navigate the unpredictable and how we embrace the transformative quality of our creativity, which can find expression in many forms. And you can listen to that full episode either on our Buzzsprout website or on most of the standard podcast platforms. And you can also find a free worksheet for it in our Facebook group, which you can find by searching... Facebook for Pagan Creative. Today, though, we are following on from that and I've drawn a tarot card to take the conversation forward. And that card is the Queen of Wands from the Minor Arcana within the tarot. I use the Universal Weight deck. So this card shows a woman in a golden robe and grey cloak with a golden crown She's sitting on a throne, she's surrounded by sunflowers, one in her hand, with a crest of lions behind her head. And she holds a staff with leaves growing from it and a black cat sits at her feet. Her throne is flanked by lions and in the background we can see golden sand dunes on one side and the bare stone of grey rock on the other. So... As usual, I sat with this card and I meditated on it and I stepped into the image in my mind. And I'll just describe to you what happened in that meditation and reflect on it as we go along. So the Queen of Wands, she came down from her throne with a sunflower in her hand and she showed me the head of the sunflower and she showed me all the masses of seeds within it that there are so many opportunities for the creative potential of the plant to be expressed. And that if one of these seeds didn't germinate, then another one would. Just like the creative potential within us, a myriad of possibilities and possible forms. And whether we think of this as the potential within us as an individual or as the potential for a single idea or desire or dream to generate many possible expressions, this state exists within us as well. And I had a sense of the sort of human female ovaries. Usually when a woman is born, there are many, many, many eggs within them. But even if we have physical children within our lifetime, we will only use very few of those eggs for that purpose compared to how many actually exist within us. And 
I felt that she was talking about not limiting ourselves to a single way of expressing our potential. That if some of the seedlings in our life fall in the face of frost, whatever form that manifests in, then that is not the one and only expression of our potential that is available to us. It is within our power to adapt and to allow something to manifest in another way. We are one plant with many, many seeds and each seed will give us a different manifestation, but it will come from the same source just as we are all from a single creative source, but we are all manifested differently. So next the queen turned and she showed me the desert on the one side of her and the grey stone on the other. And both environments seemed completely barren, as if nothing could grow in them. The desert sands stretching out under a relentless sun on one side and the hard, impenetrable rock on the other. And she placed her staff onto the desert sands and a root from the base shot down into the earth under the sands deeper and deeper until it reached cool, dark soil and water and I started to think of the root plants that grow in places like Africa and the Australian outback, places where above ground the environment is harsh and challenging, where it appears that nothing grows, where it appears that there is no nourishment and no water. But there are these roots and these tubers that survive these conditions through their connection to the earth, through those deeply buried resources that are underground. And humans who know this environment, who know what to look for and can recognise the presence of these plants, can find sources of water and survival within them. And the root is vital to surviving any kind of harsh conditions in the plant world. And in the meditation, the nourishment and the water flowed up into the staff and more leaves sprouted from it. And it made me think of many of the themes that we talked about in our full length episode on roots about how the root connects us to our physical existence, how it gives us energy and resilience, but also how it connects us deeply into ourselves, to the true voice inside us and how it provides us with the internal resilience and strength to resist the destructive impact of external forces. So then she turned to the grey rock and some seeds had fallen down into the cracks in this rock that covered the soil and from that darkness there were plants that were pushing upwards and the force of life inside them was so strong that it was cracking the rock apart driven by this strong root that was connected deep into the earth and it it made me think of all those times that we might see on our city streets where you have dandelions or these little tiny plants that are somehow 
pushing their way through these enormous obstacles of concrete and tarmac and just literally splitting it apart. And I felt that, you know, she was she was showing me this sheer power of creative life force to express itself and to overcome what might seem like completely insurmountable obstacles in its way that when it's able to seek out this nourishment and support and develop this strong root then it gives it incredible strength but also I had a feeling of the need to meet an adverse force with a counterforce that whether or not something is supportive or destructive seems to be less dependent on the nature of that adverse force than the presence of a force that balances it. And she showed me the leaves on the staff in the desert being burned to a crisp by this relentless sun. This was just too much fire too much of anything and it becomes a block and a challenge and that whenever we encounter frost we are encountering imbalance it shows us what we need what we need to restore balance or what needs to be healed and if you were to grow a plant seedling and a harsh sun was threatening it what would you do you'd bring it into the shade you'd keep it hydrated you you'd give it water cooling to mitigate the effect of the fire and the heat. And if you're faced with frost for that seedling, then you do the opposite. You'd protect it with warmth. And either extreme can burn and destroy if we don't counter it with the opposing force. But the challenge of it shows us what we need. If we are experiencing harsh reactions from others then maybe we need to cultivate our self-belief and trust and to nourish ourselves with kind words that build up our confidence if we're feeling the frost from a lack of skills and experience then maybe it's the wisdom and knowledge of a mentor that we need if it's things simply not going our way then maybe our path needs some adjustment but whatever is threatening our growth we need to counter it by restoring balance because frost is a form of water and we need water but we need it in a form that nourishes us and it's transformed into that form by the presence of warmth that melts it so that we can absorb it and actually grow stronger from it. And the queen showed me the sunflower again and she said it's a perfect symbol of the union of earth and fire joined together as one in balance. And too much of one or the other, we get a barren desert or a barren rock. Brought together in this way, we have a beautiful flower of the sun grown from the earth and rich in seeds and in creative potential. As usual, I have some questions for you to consider if you, um, if you choose to make this content 
more relevant to you specifically and to your life. And you can use them as journaling prompts or discussion starters or just to reflect on internally in whatever way you wish. Anyway, here they are. Number one, can you think of something in you or in your life that was once important to you, but that you turned away from? Or maybe you couldn't make time for it anymore because maybe life circumstances changed. Maybe you started a family. Maybe you got a bit older, your body changed. What once felt reasonable no longer felt feasible. But something you were used to experiencing or expressing or feeling in a particular way, in a particular form. And when you think about that thing and you think about what engaged you about it or what excited you about it or lit you up. Can you see other ways that you could maybe experience that thing or that feeling in another form? Are there other avenues that would allow you to make that thing present in your life in another way. And secondly, if there's some area of your life that you've been trying to move forward and feeling held back, can you look at that from a perspective of restoring balance? What is the thing at play in your situation that's making you doubt or hold back or is stopping you from moving in the direction that you want to go in? Is there a counterforce that you can introduce either internally in the thoughts and feelings that you cultivate or by adapting to new paths or seeking out the guidance and skills that you need to move forward? Okay, so I'll leave you with those thoughts. This is what I have for you today. Thank you for listening. I really hope that you found this useful as an additional insight into the themes we've been exploring and that maybe it's given you a little bit of inspiration and food for thought. And as always, we love to hear from you. So if you have any comments or feedback or you'd like to share any of your own insights about anything that we've discussed, then please do come and visit us over on our Facebook page and group. You can find us by searching for Pagan Creative. Otherwise, please tune in for our next episode, which will be part four of our nine part series on plant growth where we'll be talking about sun and rain but for now thanks for listening again and sending you lots and lots of love and light and blessings until next time bye for now